This is Rags. And this is Kirk. And you're listening to The Current Podcast. Check us out at CVRNT.com. We're also on Twitter at CVRNT. We have Instagram and Facebook at CVRNT Podcast. And we even have a Patreon at CVRNT. So what are we going to talk about today? In today's episode, we're going to continue the AR discussions with the recent Apple iPhone 10 announcements from the Apple Keynote. And also Google launches their AR SDK kit called AR Core. Let's start with the news from Google. Out of nowhere, they dropped that they were releasing AR Core, which is their software development kit. And they announced that it would run on the Pixel and Samsung S8 phones that are running 7.0 Nougat and above. And they were touting that they could immediately target over 100 million devices with this new preview. And a little bit more nerdy, uh, ARCore, it works with Java, OpenGL. So there's some libraries that you can build some applications using Android Developer Studio, as well as there's some, uh, I guess, plugins for Unity and Unreal. And, you know, just like Apple's AR kit, it's kind of like similar SDK that will allow you to enable a lot of AR features on Android. I mean, it's it's the same as ARKit, essentially, right? It's Google's answer to ARKit, if anything. Yeah, which I guess the thing here is that I think they were trying to drop this news to kind of, you know, get in front of some of the Apple announcements. Uh, it was probably just I assume they had the timing down on purpose. Yeah. So wait, so did you look into whether AR Core was accessible immediately to developers or? Yeah. So I, I've actually uh, loaded on my phone last night. So basically you can download this APK. It's kind of like a zip file of the libraries and you can load that on your phone. And then there's actually an app that's out on the Google Play Store right now that's called um, Atom Visualizer. So it's an augmented reality app where you can kind of point at certain objects and then it can show you the molecules that might be in that object and kind of like walk around it and zoom in with your phone. Um, but the only way to get it working is if you like sideload this APK, which is the AR core library. And it's uh, not that intuitive. Like, I mean, if you've never loaded any of these APK files on your phone, it, it might not be that straightforward, but I've done it a few times. And yeah, it was pretty quick. Uh, forgive my Android ignorance. Is it possible to just create an app or as part of an app, install that APK onto a device? Or is it does it have to be done specifically by the phone's user directly on the device? Let's say Atom Visualizer, right? Would Atom Visual if you downloaded Atom Visualizer as part of that, would Atom Visualizer be able to install that missing APK? I guess that's one piece that gets a little deeper than my knowledge of how Android works. But when I downloaded the app, I did not have the APK. So I did not have the library basically to run the augmented reality features. So funny enough, the app just failed to launch completely. Uh, so this is one of the differences between like the Apple Store, I think, and like the testing that happens on the Android Play Store. Like, I don't think Apple would ever let an app launch in the App Store if it couldn't run out of the box uh, and actually launch. Like the equivalent would be right now for someone to release an AR kit app on the yes. App Store. Yeah. So they wouldn't be yeah. able to. And do which that. is weird. It's like somehow this company was able to launch theirs on Google Play Store, but like I said, without having the knowledge on how to load the um, APK for AR core onto your phone, it wouldn't run. So it immediately just popped up a message saying, like, you know, libraries are not loaded, cannot run, which I think is 
because of the way they built it, there's like no menu before you jump. You just jump immediately into the augmented reality experience. So the app can't load at all, where like if there was some menu, in theory, you could have instructed me to go load it. I actually already forgot how I even did it. I think I just literally download a zip file. They have this executable on your computer. So you plug in your phone to your computer through USB connection, and then you literally are just like, run this command line. So it's like basically load this zip file, and then you your phone just like loads the file. It's pretty quick. Um, but I, I guess like, you know, stepping back, like AR core, I mean, it, there's obviously it's not ready for consumers to just load on their phone. But from a d- developer standpoint, there's tons of people already out there jumping and doing a bunch of different experiments. Um, so I think we've been looking at a few sites of things people have been building. Yeah, I mean, so what? so what else other than that atomizer game is out there and then what do you see as some of the bigger upside and some of the features that are touted within AR core and how do you see this playing out uh, well I think the phones right now are pretty powerful right for Android since they're targeting the pixel and the s8 so you have some beefy phones out there um, I guess their SDK kind of sell has three selling points right now <clears throat> it's it has motion tracking. Uh, they call it environmental understanding and light estimation. So I think basically it's motion tracking is where the phone is when you're kind of like moving around a spot that has an augmented reality experience. And then environmental understanding, of course, is like, is there a table? Where does the table's edge uh, exist? And so you can interact with basically that. Basically knowing, knowing surfaces and like this is a wall versus a floor, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and then light estimation. So a lot of their demos, which I thought looked a little more realistic than Apple's demos with AR Kit was their light estimation. So in that in that area, like casting shadows, like if there's like some sort of character in a scene. Oh, um, I see, I see, I see. Now I'm basing this completely on the demos I saw of AR Kit a month ago to AR Core that came out, you know, a couple months later. Uh, but not the conversation we'll probably have later about the Apple demos that were being shown. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think they're going to be kind of similar in the beginning. Um, the the biggest probably news for a lot of people that have been following Android augmented reality um, abilities is, you know, Google did have this phone called Tango or hardware that was called Google Tango, and that was a phone with specialized hardware in the phone to do a lot more augmented reality advanced features, and. It looks like Google, you know, has either, I, you know, I guess I don't know what the plan is that Google's going to do. Are they going to, like, merge these two projects together? Tango is pretty much done. They don't have any more plans for it. And from what I've read, it seems like it was either going to be AR Core. Like, Tango went in and did this, tried to, like, put this idea together and this concept. AR Core was, like, a bunch of people, like, it basically got a little bit more funding and a lot more people just kind of hopped on it and just kind of built this thing up really quickly and they just built this platform type thing and Tango, you know, obviously with hardware, investing hardware and like making all this other stuff didn't make sense. So they took what they could out of uh, Tango and then pushed it to AR Core. I would add that I think maybe Google always envisioned a lot of these roadmaps kind of coming together, you know, because they have a lot of efforts, right, in virtual reality, obviously, and then, like you said, the Tango hardware and some software pieces, and then AR Core, which is another software uh, solution. And 
I, I just wonder if they uh, imagine the roadmaps merging together so fast. Uh, but with competition from like Apple and, and Microsoft, I think that you know kind of forced their hand a little bit. And uh, I, I do think the future is probably a combination of hardware and software with like kind of the mix of Tango and, and AR core. But with the AR core software solution, it allows them to get in the market a little faster. So you, you think that uh, it, the future is still going to be us having a separate device or phone? I guess in a way that's true. It's not not a separate device. I think it's more like what Apple announced, basically. With yeah. The 10, right. Like that phone has the hardware. Yeah. In there. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. So it it has to be a little bit more specialized. So it's not going to be like, yeah. like your you know old school Android phone is going to be able to do some AR, whatever software based AR it's going to be able to do. It'll be fine, except your 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 new AR phone, like let's say your Pixel two. 10 iPhone 10 whatever like you're um, they, they're gonna have specific hardware that makes the augmented reality probably a lot more high def a lot less laggy a lot more responsive and so in a way it kind of is like the difference between like initially when smartphones and stuff started coming up and like the more expensive smartphones that had really good cameras you know, and then you had like flip. You still had like this time range where you, people still had flip phones and stuff, and you're taking pictures of their flip phone, and you're like, uh, "I don't know about those images. Like, I don't know how good they're gonna be <laughs> in a few years." But I mean, like something like that—that's been solved, right? Like, so now Google has, uh, since Google Photos has, uh, they're working on the rolling out the machine learning piece that basically takes blurry photos and then makes them kind of higher def, estimating what it, what things are supposed to be. So who knows, maybe in the future, these older phones, and there way, there'll be ways to consolidate and do stuff with it. Yeah, so you did mention like what other examples or what cool stuff I think was being shown with AR core. Um, so we have some links that we'll add in the show notes, like there's experiments.withgoogle.com slash AR. <laughs> and then there's uh, maybe a easier to remember URL. This is arcore.com. Um, but if you look, kind of scan through some of the examples, it made me think immediately to the AR kit examples that have been flying around the internet that not necessarily Apple released, but just ones that developers are practicing and experimenting with using the Apple solution. So some of those demos are that I'm referring to is like, like one that kind of circulated that was kind of popular was this guy was like walking into an 80s music video. So he kind of like walks through this like portal and it was like black and white and there's music playing. And then he's like looking back and his kids, you could see them like through the, the video and the filtering. But I was gonna say there's a demo in AR uh, core that on one of these sites that's very similar. It's like, oh, we walk through this like old timey photo scene. So they basically it's like a filter of like a cutout and they walk through where it's like that Sophia, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, where it's like, the old tint look of a photo. And then like when they walk through this portal and they look back, there's like everybody that they're looking back into has that same filtering. And I was like, oh, cool. That's like the exact same demo that we already saw with ARKit. It could have just been that the people who put the same demo out for ARKit switched yeah. it to ARCore. Yeah. It's possible. But, you know, there, there's definitely some neat stuff, um, like people like kind of pushing the hardware to see, you know, how many objects can end up in a scene and using like reflections and uh, really... Uh, oh, I would note there is one difference, though, that I've seen between a lot of the Android versus Apple demos. A lot of the Apple demos that you'll see online are a recording of what's happening through the phone. 
So you don't really see, I, I think I brought this up before, you never really see the user walking around, maybe like bumping into things or tripping on something or, you know, you don't see their experience. It's mostly what was shown through the video, through the phone itself. But a lot of the Android demos I've seen, I've noticed a lot of people are filming someone who's looking at the screen. So you do get to see a little bit more of the, you know, what the user is actually having to do to have this experience. You know, I'm still not... 100% sold on like every solution I've seen come out but you know I think this is the point let's experiment with the technology and you know the real products will probably come out even months from now you know you'll have a bunch of crazy stuff the fart apps again uh, in the beginning but once we learn more how to use the technology we'll hopefully see more of the real applications for this I mean we'll, we'll have to kind of watch but again we've we've been talking about this for a little while um, you know we've drifted into the AR space for yeah, three or four episodes. Yeah, last few episodes because it's just been the more. It seems like it's kind of coming, coming in. You know, in this like VR versus AR race, uh, we're, we're trying to just talk about everything as a whole. But right now, with this kind of lull with VR, and now with just augmented reality being this flashy new thing, uh, you'd have to say that AR is kind of gaining a lot of steam, and a lot of people uh, would probably have if you were to choose between working on one versus the other or put time and learn you're probably more willing to go towards the augmented reality space than virtual reality i want to add because like that's probably a good explanation of why we've been jumping on a lot of the ar news but oddly enough again talking about roadmaps colliding google uh you know they have tilt brush and they have blocks which are uh, like artist tools for creating content in virtual reality and there are demos of people creating these, you know, objects with the blocks application and pulling them all already into the AR core experiences. So, yeah, maybe that's what we've talked about in the past. Is like, you know, you, you you do work in VR, but then you like use AR to have that, I don't know, work come to an experience. Well, I mean, but that's the point, though, right? At that point, why am I going to sit there in VR and build any of blocks or anything else? Yeah, exactly. Why do I need to go go into a VR mode of anything? I could just build this on my desktop and then pull it into AR, into my AR space or my dev thing. And then now it's in the real world around me. I don't need a headset. I don't need all this other stuff. I don't need like a ton ton of other technology. I just could use my phone. I, I mean, I guess the thing is, you don't have the ability to use your hands right now, right? With like the phone i mean maybe i guess like that's gonna be more demos we'll need to see is like how do you like chisel away at an object to form some other object like through the ar application but you're right you could just see it in front of you on the phone um but i guess i was just pointing out is like google is definitely coming out with like a pipeline and uh that's on only available pretty much through their solutions and i don't know if you can easily do that stuff yet with apple i know they announced stuff at their developer conference but the Google kind of already has the tool set. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some of the Apple announcements uh, from their keynote a couple of days ago. So I, I had a chance to watch the uh, keynote. First off, you know, obviously it, it wasn't even news at the time of the keynote uh, since it leaked earlier, but it didn't have as much flair. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't dig into all of the leaks that were happening, but I feel like if you cared enough about all the Apple leaks, you could have learned everything that was announced, almost 100% of the whole conference. So one of the things I noticed was they kind of seemed to have the wind knocked out of them a little bit. People were in the audience kind of responded to some of the stuff, but not really as much. 
it it honestly it just didn't seem to be like the same as a usual uh, Apple event. The big thing anyway is that they they did announce the new couple new iPhones, right? The eight and the ten, and I, I believe the ten is what is going to have the extra hardware for AR. Did you get a chance to watch the whole event uh, or recording of it? Or no, I, I didn't. So unfortunately, I was only able to kind of scan the blogs and the photos that I was seeing online. So I guess I didn't see like the emotion in like the real time and I didn't really go back and watch much of it. Um, I watched a few of the demos of the AR um, experiences, but I guess like, you know, the question for me is like, do I want the next iPhone? I think, I think that's what I'm trying to figure out is because I, I loved the iPhone before I switched to Android and it took some time to grow on me, but I like the Android software right now. Okay. Talk to me about, Anything that you saw or heard of with iPhone 10, assuming you're not, if you say you want the new iPhone, you're going to consider the 10, not the yeah, 8S or correct. 8 Plus yeah, or something. I actually don't even understand why those exist. I mean, I get it's the lower price point. I don't think anybody <laughs> does. It's it's like uh, the 7 Plus was like the 6 Plus plus some stuff that leads up to the 8, and the 8 is the same for the 7 Plus to the 10. But once you announce, like if you'd announced the 8 and the 7 together, I would not have gotten the 7 Plus, yeah. I'd have gotten the 8 Plus. You know, the same way. But the difference is now, the jump from 8 Plus to 10, it's still a you know, few hundred dollars price jump. And the difference between 64 gig and the 256 gig is $150, oh. right? The 64 gig model is, starts at 999 It's Plus, it's going to be a little bit more, a couple hundred bucks for tax and Apple Care. Uh, and you're you're looking at about twelve hundred bucks for that, right? And twelve hundred for, for the for lower end, end is twelve hundred bucks thereabouts. Is, assuming you get Apple Care, which you should get Apple Care, uh, probably. Uh, and and you know, I wonder. No, I mean it's just not why it's such a it's such an expensive device that you you'd want if you can get like insurance for that for a hundred bucks. Just do it. Like it's something that you're carrying around with you every day. It's different than a laptop, right? Your laptop stays at home. For a device like that, you want to get, if not Apple Care, then Square Trade, whatever. So I'm just assuming Apple Care because okay, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. ease of whatever. So it's like a 1200 bucks for that, 1350 for the higher end model. Well, okay. And then we, I mean, neither of us are saying that no one's going to be lining up for these things. Like they're going to sell out. We, we know there's people that are not as price sensitive, but like for me, it's like, I don't own the what are they called the AirPods, so those are what one hundred and fifty dollars. So like you're easily at fifteen hundred bucks now. Plus they showcase some wireless charging pad that isn't available yet, but that but the accessories well, it's another one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, more than that. So now you're pushing like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, the price of a round trip ticket to India <laughs> or London. Maybe it's good to throw out some comparisons. Like, I mean, I guess going back to the original question, like, would I get it? I, you know, the hardware is what's cool because, like, to me, it's like does stuff similar to the Hololens. It's got that extra Tango hardware, but in a phone I want. Where like the Tango hardware was not ever in a phone I wanted. But the price point you're put thrown out there is like almost two pixels right now, or at least the, the original Pixel prices. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think. In fact, think about how much you spent for your VR setup. Um, and that's a good point. Yeah. Like, so you're paying that much for a phone. Yeah. I mean, obviously it does a lot more, but like, like I'm going to use it, like you said, day in, day out, hundred, 
thousand times a day. But the AR pieces, the extra stuff that it comes with that's different from other phones, I, that's not going to happen all day long. I'm not going to use those features. Then again, right, like you, you, you have to, if you look at things holistically, um, it, you're, t- you're talking about we're not the best use case for this. We already own like VR systems. We already own some, you know, like you have a Google Home, like I have, you know, Apple TV, like other Apple products. And, you know, we have like a bunch of devices already. Um, and for us, it seems like, oh man, just like buying this other thing, this other device now doesn't make sense. You'd have to think back, put yourself in a position where it's pre you buying, spending money on a VR system. Okay. So you're thinking about buying either a Vive or Oculus, whatever you're like price is dipping. And so you start looking and then you start looking for a computer with the new, cause you were like new computer with the configuration I need, or I don't have a windows machine. I'm going to buy that. And then this news comes out that there's augmented reality and there's, you know, in this iPhone 10, it's really great, blah, blah, blah. You, and then let's say you have an older phone and you've been thinking of upgrading that too because you were kind of like thinking Oculus and if you wanted Oculus, you were thinking of getting a Galaxy or something. So let's say you're in this this kind of situation, right? And it's not really, you, you wouldn't say that, sure, the person trying to get a VR headset, there are not a whole ton of people trying to do that, but point is someone in that situation potentially would this just be like, I'm not going to upgrade my computer, I'm not going to upgrade my, uh, I'm not going to buy a new VR system, I'm not going to do anything, I'll just buy this thing because this thing has all of that and it's going to be more entertainment presumably because I want to be able to play all these games and do all this stuff with this um and I, I think they're they're making this um they, so they're trying to replace that whole package instead of all that stuff you don't need space you don't need anything you're in a small apartment or something all you have is you know, you have this phone in your hand and like it's going to do all this magical stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, I w- I'd imagine Apple had run tons of models to try and determine like what that price point would be. And maybe, you know, like you said, you and I are just on that cusp of where it starts becoming a sensitive price for us. So, we, you know, we're borderline. We could swing maybe either way. But there's definitely a large percentage that they're like, okay, this is not going to be an issue. And then there's a bunch of people that are just not going to be able to afford it this version. Um, I, I would say, though, that, like, oddly enough, like, I don't actually, I didn't think I cared much about, like, the Apple Watch itself, but when they did those demos uh, at the beginning part of the conference, it was, like, Apple Watch connected to the AirPods, and then I kind of knew, obviously, they are going to release a bunch of AR stuff, and I was just like, oh, man, you can see the future is probably not even a phone, right? It's like I was, I was saying, it's a watch, headphones, and glasses, like, see, some of the heavy lifting, uh, at least for now, is being done by the phone. So then in the future, you, you could have a wired or wireless way of linking these like glasses that and then you have uh, sound through your AirPods that are wireless. Um, if they could get the glasses to wirelessly stream data back through to and from your phone and the phone be like an attachment or the device that's doing the you know, basically the brains of the operation and the display is just on your uh, glasses, then, which is what they're, I think that that's generally the prediction that's out there right now, I believe. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about augmented reality is not just, you know, visual, right? And I've heard a lot of conversations of people talking about the AirPods themselves, you know, augmenting their surroundings. And there's other uh, devices out there that are similar. Think of what your watch can do, what your headphones can do, and then when the glasses come. So... 
the main thing uh, as far as like augmented reality uh, was they, they talked about a few apps uh, where there were like these robots, um, or, you know, that were on this basketball court kind of thing. And there was like a T-Rex, like an augmented version of it that's, you know, hopping on the screen right in front of you. And then uh, they said that Major League Baseball uh, is going to, I think, starting this season or next season, they're going to start, you're going to be able to use the app. And then if you're at the game, you can just point the phone at the uh, players and then it'll tell you which player it'll give you like these player cards on top of them there like it'll be an overlay on top of them in real in the real world uh and you'll be able to click on them and see stats and stuff and um and then uh there was the the this demo by directive games yeah i think that's a good overview of some of the third party demos um we didn't actually cover the kind of like it seemed like the core AR experiences that Apple was embedding more into the like OS, maybe, um, if you will. So like one was unlocking your phone with your face, right? But do we really care about covering this stuff? Well, okay, so the unlock your face, sure. Okay, people get that. But for me, the other two are kind of important, I thought. The portrait lighting. Um, So basically, they updated some software in their camera to do augmented lighting on people to kind of simulate... um, studio lighting rather than just like typically when you take a photo um, you know you can increase the flash or you can increase the saturation and the lighting but basically because you can map the face you can then take a photo or edit a photo that you manipulate the actual lighting as if you kind of set up studio lights and I guess like I got like kind of like you know blown away because I was you know I do a lot of photography on the side and that was kind of crazy. I mean, it makes a, a lot of sense, but I guess I just didn't connect that, right? If you basically know where all the light rays are going to fall on the face on the face, you can manipulate that in software, right? So why do you why do you think the studio lighting thing is such a big like why is that relevant to augmented reality? Well, I was saying that I thought it's only capable because of augmented reality and the hardware and the software. Like I guess to me, I look at it as like, yeah, we focus right now on like looking through the screen at the real world and stuff. But because of the tools, it unlocks some other stuff that you can do where it doesn't, it's not a perception that it, oh, I'm in this augmented reality experience. And I guess like I kind of saw the portrait lighting feature plus the emoji piece that we didn't talk about. Like those are experiences that, you know, it's just going to be seamless. Like nobody's going to be thinking like, oh, this is AR, like, they're just going to think, like, oh, this is something I, you know, a new thing I do on my phone that's kind of cool. But those things are not enabled unless the technology was there. Yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, once you can split out the real world into layers and overlay stuff and do things and manipulate that, then, to your point, uh, things like studio lighting now become possible because you have uh, stuff that needs to know where everything is that needs to have environmental understanding that needs to figure these things out. And so, so this is almost like another extra tool that we can use to really change the way the world as a whole is viewed. And I think it will be a completely new kind of entry point or or a new marketplace as a whole. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, kind of like the internet, right? Like, yeah, it's just sending messages back and forth and sharing files, but then 
you get somebody else who comes in with a completely different view and does a twist on it and then creates something new, right? And I guess, like, that's what I was starting to see was, like, the steps in somebody, like, not saying, like, oh, the experience is mostly just seeing the world and something in that world. It's like, okay, kind of reverse that, you know, let's leverage the hardware and the, the software and, yeah, we unlock all these other opportunities. And, I, you know, I don't know what they are, but I think, like, that's what got me excited. It's a lot of a uh, lot of cool uh, new things there that uh, with AR Core and AR Kit and uh, Kirk and I have been discussing ways or ideas for things that we could maybe do to try and learn this a little bit more. Uh, I, uh, we, you know, I Kirk's got uh, iPhone or the Pixel. Kirk's got a Pixel loaded with uh, all the stuff he needs for AR Core. And I've got an iPhone and should get the iOS 11 update soon. And then maybe I can try to see if, what I can build for that with AR Kit. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted if anyone's got any ideas um, or would like to collaborate and try and build something and learn, ping us, and let's try and build something. Yeah, I think I, we were talking our next steps are probably to just start getting our hands dirty and try and build something. Um, I was going to add, if anyone has any demos that they've already built out there that they wanted to share with us, it'd be cool. Send them our way. We'd love to check them out. All right. So with that, I guess we'll call it uh, end of this episode. All right. Sounds good. This is Rags. And this is Kirk. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys later.